This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. It is Friday morning. It is just after 10 o'clock. Sex talk with John T. Searle and some gorgeous girls in the studio with me this morning. Morning, Tamar. Morning, John T. And my friend, Kerry. It is so cool to be with you here this morning. Thanks. It's very cool to be here. So thank you so much for coming to play with us. Wow. She has lots of different meanings, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely cool. So, I want to share something with you before we go anywhere else. I was sitting having some coffee before I came to the studio, and I had this delicious donut, and I had the coffee, and there was the cold on my face, and there was the sun, and it was just this delicious moment of sensuality, mm. and the realization of this amazing life, of the love that I have in my life, of conscious sensuality of connection mm. with life of how our judgments separate us absolutely and how the more and that's all that they do really mm. and how the more that we can have these conscious moments of togetherness of sensual awareness the most amazing little moments of life that just give you this kind of <gasps> heart sigh um, and it really is incredible it's just such a beautiful beautiful two minutes and it's our responsibility to grab those. Yeah, moments. every and there are so many in the day. It's a taste, it's a smell, it's a look, it's a touch, it's a word, it's a there's something that's just really incredible that just keeps us so connected and so in our heart. And one of the keys is just feel. Feel everything. Feel the hurt, feel the pain, feel the loneliness, feel the joy, feel the sensuality, feel the celebration and the love. Slow down time. Mm, absolutely. Take a breath. And you mentioned, uh, don't be there in the stress of thinking, what's going to happen? What's going? How going? What's going to happen next month? Like the whale you said, Carrie, before that the whale doesn't think about those things. Oh, absolutely. What did you explain there? Um, I swam with whales in Mozambique, mm. and he was such an inspiration for me. I assume it was a hymn. It felt mm. like a hymn um, because he he just floated with us. There was nothing. He was not in any hurry. It didn't seem like he had any agenda. He just floated with us in the ocean. And so whenever I get caught up in life's complications, which are man, uh, mind-made, mm. man-made or woman-made, um, I think back to that whale and think about, well, he wouldn't worry about what so-and-so thinks of him or what this is doing for him in his life or if it's the right step, the wrong step. It's just float. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, mm. Floating, we're doing lots of. Because soon we will be back to water massage because we'll be warm enough again. Mm. And we are going to float up in Mozambique <sighs> and float through life. Very cool. And we're going to float on the yoga mat. Yes. But let us do the dirty dictionary first. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipogean. Today's dirty dictionary word is... 
auto fellatio. Dirty dictionary word. Auto fellatio. So, yoga is a good key and a good clue for this one. Any clue? Any idea? <laughs> no. None. <laughs> None. Come on, you're going to have a guess. No, auto throws Something me auto. Auto is me. Um, somebody mm. doing it by himself. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's as, as far as I go. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I really, do you know, Carrie? No. You've got to have a guess. Okay. Doing it to okay something with you with yourself <laughs> maybe um, you know there's f- so what do you th- oral sex yeah okay so you, you give yourself oral sex there you go but it's not possible <laughs> it's yes not, it is, is and it? I actually have a few pictures to prove it of no. guys doing it in some different ways but I heard really? you need to break yes. ribs for that no 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 so there's two things you either need to be really supple sure or drunk. <laughs> or, yeah, that helps. Or to break your back. That, or you need a really, really long, long cock. Long. Oh. And there you go. Anyway, it's more than possible. Wow. In a couple of different positions. And we do have the pictures to prove it. They're somewhere around. So, how do you, you call go. that position in yoga that, that you actually posted this morning that, a, that you take your knees behind your head? Like a plow. Yeah. Hmm. Like that. that so, that's kind of one of them. But there's also a picture of a guy actually bending over from the waist. Really? Like, yeah, standing from the waist. That's very weird. Wow. So Not in, sexy. Incredible suppleness somewhere along the line. Mind along the boggles. spine. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So join our conversation on 0861-555-189. We are on Twitter. We are, what are we on Twitter as? Sextalk uh, underscore Cliff C. And we're on WeChat. We're on Facebook. So join us, please. This is really interesting. This is, yeah, this so, is about naked yoga. <laughs> yes, so what triggered the conversation, and we're going into a whole lot of different directions, because yoga is actually amazing what it does. And I was having a wonderful discussion with my friend Valentina from Cape Town, Valentina Love, about the sexual connection of some of the yoga postures, which nobody really talks about a lot, because we don't go there. But you are doing something, which I think, as far as I know, is the first in Joburg, maybe the first in mm. South Africa on Women's Day. Tell us about that. Well, we're going to, in a safe space, just get naked. Mm. Um, What was the catalyst for me, I was doing yoga one day in summer, half-dressed, shorts Mm. and a t-shirt, and I started to notice the wobbly bits and the the bumps on my legs and stuff, and I saw my critical mind just jump in. Mm. And I thought, this isn't me. I know better than to have a critical mind. I'm a yogi. So I got the hell in and took everything off and carried on naked, Mm. and everything shifted. Like the critical mind went. So something in being dressed creates this ingrained belief system around how I should look, how I should mm. be, and being naked, none of that came up. So then it was just me, and it was my body moving, and it became a more sensual experience. So I thought, other people have to experience this. Yeah. Hmm. And in a group dynamic as well, it's, it's more. Because mm. you can do it at your house quite safely, but you're not challenged to that vulnerability, or you're not challenged to explore your masks, mm. you know, what... What are you trying to hide from people? Mm. And the vulnerability is so important because that's where change happens. Yes. So some way or another, we need to create that vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. And you're doing this just for women? Yes. Okay. Some men have expressed that they're unhappy about that. Absolutely. Sorry to exclude you guys. But, um, you know, it's the first time that I'm doing this and that Mm. the people in my circle are doing it Mm. with me. So we'll make it safe. 
Yeah. So the setup that you explained to me is that you're going to start the class, everybody's dressed and everybody's blindfolded. Yeah. And as it progresses, people have the choice to do what it is that they are comfortable with. Yeah. So the blindfold comes off absolutely last. You're not allowed mm. to take it off if you're not naked. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you earn the right to sort of be in that whole space mm. of full nakedness. Um, and the reason I've done this is because, you know, you can take a breath and just get naked. Like you, mm. you face that, like jumping off a cliff into a pool of water. Mm. But to have to face yourself for a whole hour, like sh- should I, shouldn't I? Should I take this off? Shouldn't I take it off? And you'll start to unravel a whole bunch of stuff in that process. Mm. So that's why we're doing it in this process. Yeah. But it does that nudity because so much of, of who we are is in this mask of what we wear. Yeah. And society, mm. like media, mm. how clothes are supposed to fall on a woman if she's thick thin. Mm. And then you buy the clothes and they don't fall on you like that. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, Absolutely. what's wrong with me? And it creates this, this ingrained rejection. Yeah, this big lie mm. that we've created. Yeah. And in the nudity comes incredible beauty. More than the clothes hide because when we're willing to be that emotionally vulnerable as well as physically vulnerable, that comes through. Yeah. And and once you're naked, I think the vulnerability Mm. dissolves. Mm. And I experienced that at your um, water massage Mm. event Mm. because I went through a process there myself of having to get naked, get in the water, Mm. and everyone was a little bit nervous and anxious. And getting out after being naked was... I wanted to be naked the rest of the evening. And then we all put on our clothes and the energy shifted again. I thought, whoa, it was so much nicer between us all when we were naked. Yeah. There's such a deeper connection. There's such a, it's a connection. And it puts us all the same. Yes. In a way. Yes. And that's so powerful and so important. But, you know, women are resistant. I've had a lot of people say, well, I'm not brave enough. I'm Mm. not going to do it. And my question is, why? Mm. Why are we so worried about how we look with our clothes? And Yeah, what's the biggest fear? Yeah. And it's a fear of judgment more than anything else. But I think it's self-judgment because mm. I, I think once a whole group of people are naked, no one's looking at, you know, to decide, mm. well, you, know, you don't have a six-pack. What's wrong with you if it's a guy and you know, your hips are a little bit large, a little bit small, a little bit square, whatever the case may mm. be. Like once you're naked, that somehow goes away. Yeah. So men's – in general men's bodies have not been subjected to the scrutiny that women's bodies have that's true it's much more acceptable for a man to be almost anything and also in sports men will get into the change Mm. room and shower together naked and no one's really i don't know what are you guys doing in the change room naked are you checking each other out sizing each other up of course everybody (laughs) checks each other out very surreptitiously because you're not allowed to stare, so it's very, very surreptitious as to how big you are and what's going on, and, and it's a big thing in the change rooms. Yeah, it's your body image, and then it's your mm. it's your genital, your old genital perception mm. that you don't share it with anybody, barely with your lover mm. or your partner. So all of a sudden, to be with spread eagle, or you know, doing yoga, or actually being very mm. comfortable in very vulnerable positions, and your genitals are hanging. Mm. But it's, yeah, but it's an amazing thing of the space that yoga creates. And for me, that's one of the biggest things of, of, of doing yoga and having done it for so long is the idea of space. But consciously add to that, what are you creating space for? So you're creating space for two things. The first is to release something, and that opens the space. But what do you want to put in that space? 
Well, hopefully nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but it becomes so interesting to say, so let this be a space of possibility. Mm. And as I open my body, what could be there? And one of the biggest things for me is the connection between the body and feelings. Yeah. So a lot of yoga puts you into spaces that creates different feelings and different sensations. And I've kind of been working with the idea that sensation is the doorway into feeling, is the doorway into emotion. Exactly. And that's the beauty of doing something so physical. And when you're physically nude, you're going to be so much more open to that. Because it does, it yeah. creates openness. Janti, can you, can you elaborate a little bit about that for people that are not so familiar? Sensation is a doorway to emotion. Mm. So by arousal of the sensation, by being aware of your sensation? Yeah, being aware of aware. the sensation. Okay. So the first part of any sensation is just the awareness of it. Mm. What is it? And that's what yoga provides. Like mm. you get into a strange shape and you feel muscles pulling and mm. maybe your hamstring's about to tear. Yeah, and like, you want to you jump out mm. of it. You want to yeah. freak out. Yeah. And that's gross sensation because we have to start on the gross because our minds mm. are so distracted. Mm. And so you start with that gross sensation of a strange pose that's really attracting your attention. Like my fires are burning. When am I going to be allowed out of this pose? That's just sensation. And then through yoga, you learn slowly but surely to get into the more subtle. Mm. So that as you sit... Even just lying on your back in Shavasana, there's a ton of sensation. But most of us are not programmed or tuned in to that possibility. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, there's enormous parallels between sensual awakening, between sexual energy and this, because the process is exactly the same. That if you say to most people, I wrote something, it was a while ago, it was based on the idea that we use about 10% of our brains, which is kind of an accepted figure, wherever that might come from. So I picked an arbitrary number that says, I think that we, at a peak, would experience about 30% of the pleasure that we're capable of. That's quite low. Yeah. But most of us, because for most of us, sex is centered on this orgasm, which is generally quite low level, and that's it. And once we've had that orgasm, that's all there is to it for most people. Instead of saying, imagine if you could firstly increase the, the percentage of sensation. So if you could take that to 50, to 60, to whatever, that would be mind-blowing by itself, which it is. But how much more there is, and you have to get into the subtlety to yeah. do that. You have to go beyond that idea of that explosion, then what? Yeah. And that's where the layers come in. Yeah, and, and yoga teaches people. You know, people who want to learn, like some people are interested more in the gross mm. sensation and will stay there forever, and that's perfect. I'm not judging that. But there has to be a conscious shift from that playing in gross sensation into mm. the more subtle. Yeah. And the more we can do and the more vulnerable we're willing to allow ourselves, the more that will happen. Yeah. You have to stop holding things out. Mm. And that's what busyness does. It holds things out. And Be then we're in control. Yeah. yeah. So, one of, so one of the purposes exactly. of, of a lot of the practices is simply that it's preparing us for something deeper. Absolutely. For meditation. For, and the more that we can do that, the more we can use that in every area of life. And one of the big principles of, of conscious sexuality is how do we use whatever we're learning sexually and in relationship and take that into every other area of our lives. So this becomes an amazing tool in a yoga practice to take that into relationship, into sensuality. Well, if you're stimulating the base chakra with sex and building that energy up mm. that you can then move through your entire body, then you've got a ton of energy available for everything that you want to do in your life. 
So, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yet, fascinating thing is that we stay so far away from, and I'm talking, making a generalization about a lot of yoga practices, a lot of yoga teachers will stay so far away from that idea. Like we want to keep it in this very narrow little box. I think it's because yoga is still quite new in South Africa. Mm. And so the students are still figuring out their way from gross sensation mm. to a more subtle experience. From, yeah, from mm. being a gymnastic yoga, yoga gymnastic. Right. Mm. <laughs> I can do, you know, and I, I see it. It's like a, we've such taken, a masculine energy. Yeah, we've put it more as a kind of exercise, yeah. a simple yep. physical exercise more than anything else. And that's the doorway in. It attracts people. And then mm. those that are interested will take the next step and they'll choose their yoga practices differently so yeah. that they mm. can get that that whole body sensuality. Mm. Yeah. And I often speak in yoga class about, you know, if you feel the sensation in your thigh that's burning, our mind is, is programmed to sit with that burn and scratch that itch. And so we start to learn to move your awareness from there to the rest of the body mm. so that by the end of a practice, you're in your whole body, which I think links to Tantra and… Uh, totally, because it's about being present, feeling yeah. something, that that's not all that there is, because that's the story. Yes. yes. And what's underneath the story? And yes. what's the story really about? Do we really want to know? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, no. that's an interesting thing. Um, that if you want to ask the question, make sure that you want to hear the answer. Yeah. Mm. So do you really want to know yourself? Because yes. when you really look in that mirror, you're going to see darkness like you've never seen before mm. if you're really willing to do that. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing about a lot of yogis. Like you're not allowed to have darkness. Mm. There's this misperception that if you're doing yoga, you have to be always serene, calm, lifeful, white. Exactly. Yeah. And I've been in yoga practices where firstly things that have happened external to myself, like things that the teacher might have said or that have been happening in the environment, have brought up this intense irritation and anger um, as an external. But also how much of that is brought up in me simply from various postures and various things happening in myself. Yeah. But yeah. our minds, you'll blame the teacher. Mm. Someone who comes to practice and feels angry won't go back to that teacher because they suck. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have a very clear memory of somebody who was in a beautiful studio, and she's actually a really good teacher, and she has incredible knowledge, and she has some amazing empathy. But she was talking to the class like we were school children. Because oh, no. she does a lot of school teacher, uh, she does a lot of school yoga, but she was talking to everybody like we were school children, you know, in this like sort of drama teacher type voice. Fuck, was it irritating? <laughs> <laughs> and just to stay in the space was so difficult. Great class for you. Absolutely, it was. Yeah. And the, the parallels between that and kind of the conscious sexual practices are exactly the same. Oh, yeah. That in so many experiences, those are the feelings that will come up for you. So mm. what do you do with them? And that's where we start to go beyond. Because people come and they want to learn sexual technique. And they think that's kind of the be all and end all. So I want to learn expanded orgasm. How can I give a woman a 20-minute orgasm? And there we go. But it's just the doorway in. And surely the woman has to have a few skills of her own. It's not just up no to the question. guy. Absolutely no question. And by skills, I mean, you know, being able to be sensual, feel mm. as much as she can feel. Yeah. And that's one of the most amazing things about yoga is to be sensual. What does that mean for you, sensual? 
it, it means feeling. Mm. Like every single part of your body has a vibration all the time. Mm. And if you shake your hands really fast and then stop shaking your hands, you'll feel that vibration mm. quite profoundly. But you don't need to shake your hands to feel it. You just tune in. So being sensual is being tuned in for me. Mm. Like being connected. And also being empty in a way. Like if my mind is chattering, then I can't feel, I can't connect. If if I'm stuck in self-talk that might be nervous or scared mm. or um, worrying, for example, in the context of sexuality of what the other person's thinking or, you know, am I enough? Is it enough? Is this right? Is this wrong? Mm. You can't be sensual in those contexts. Yeah, and that does make it really difficult. But that's exactly what you're saying and, and what Tamar asked was, the expansion of the idea of sensation being the key way into feeling, that is if you shake your hands really fast and then you feel something, the first thing you're going to feel is the physical sensation. Yeah. So if you're willing to kind of go with that, then what are you going to feel underneath that? What's the emotion connected to it? Yep. Because our body is the biggest representation of who we are, the first thing has to be the sensation. Then we can take it somewhere else. And there's no right mm. or wrong. There's no, you need to famili- familiarize yourself with your own sensations. What did that unlock? Mm. Nobody knows but you what you have, which kind of trauma you have in your body, which kind of emotions have you been suppressing, which kind of perception of control you have. Things can come up. You, you just need to learn to facilitate it. Maybe it's one of those mm. things that give you space to just feel and be when you're in the asana, which is a posture. Maybe that's a good, Shrine or temple to just be and, and, and hold it, literally hold it. You're expected to stay, mm. but something completely internal mm. is happening. Mm. That's one of the reasons that I really like the slower, like more yin yoga. Yeah. That you can actually really get into the feeling of something. Yes. So explain a little bit of, of what yin yoga actually is. Um, I'm not a professional in yin yoga, mm. but. Um, from my own experiences, it is slow. You hold poses for three minutes, five minutes, 11 minutes, mm. um, sometimes 20 minutes. And, and in that process of time, things unfold. Mm. So you start off with a very chattering mind and then your mind gets annoyed because this is boring <laughs> and um, frustrating. And then you think, well, I'm here, so let me check in somewhere. And you try to pull the mind down into the body. And that's what you do, three minutes, Mm. 11 minutes, 20 minutes, pull the mind down into the body. And I always say to people, if you're bored, you're in your head. Because only your head or your mind is going to be um, calculating time as too much or too little. Mm. And the thing for me is taking the yin concept into a regular yoga practice. So holding warrior pose, for example, Mm. where your legs have to work and holding that for three minutes or five minutes or 11 minutes. Burn, exactly. But what happens if you get out of your head, the burn goes away. Mm. Yeah. And so it forces you to get out of your head, which yin yoga does just in a, in a different way. Like there's a different emotion. Like there's almost a desperate need to get out of your head mm. when you're on fire. And yeah. I'm thinking about mm. sex. So many people say, I can't do this. Or I, you know, oh, to do this for my wife for so long or to, you know, to please her or, to, you know, like... F- Holding a space that you're not very comfortable in or you're a little bit maybe even uncertain if it's pleasure or pain. You're not exactly sure. You run away from it. 
mm-hmm. people are describing, you know, if it's not super pleasurable, if it's not an orgasm, I don't want to be in mm. that state. So one of the amazing benefits of yoga to sexual practice is that it can teach you to stay in something. Mm. Yes. And see what it is. Especially when you're doing something new or you're doing something different or you're not sure of what it is. If you can stay and explore that. So the yoga becomes kind of a safe way to start developing that. Yeah. And then you can take it deeper into other areas of your life. And not only sex, but into any area of life. Yeah. So we feel uncomfortable so often during the day. Yeah, you know, like someone screams at you in the road. And if you are practiced yogi, it's like Mm. your thigh screaming at you in warrior pose. Mm. You, You can go, okay, well, this is just a certain kind of energy. Let me breathe through it. So absolutely. can help you in everything yeah and that's amazing because when you get into consciousness the um connection between everything the parallels the fact that everything is just a different path into the same place yes and it's all into the heart so i've been playing a lot this week with the idea of of heart-centered sexuality And the idea is that very often we use genitals as the way in, and then we kind of go to the heart. So what about the heart being the way in and then going everywhere else in the body? That would change the experience. Yeah, enormously. So like a heart-centered yoga practice. A heart-centered life. Yeah, but it becomes that life from the different practices. So we need a kind of a starting point in a way. Well, I think, yeah, we need to move energy Mm. And what happens with, with our sedentary lifestyles, like most of us are sitting in cars or sitting in t- chairs. And so the energy congeals and it starts to become like concrete. Mm. And so if you haven't had sex with your husband for six years, that energy in the base of your, your, at the base of your spine, your base chakra, and a whole bunch of other layers of energy that are affected by that are starting to stagnate, mm. which is going to affect how you think. How you feel, how yeah. you relate to your husband, how you relate to your family, how you relate to everyone on this planet. Mm. And so yoga is a way of moving that energy. Mm. But yoga is a practice of your, with yourself on the mat. And yoga means union. So it's not necessarily about just yourself. I think we need to start breaking down those walls. Mm. And I see this in a yoga class. People walk in and they want the most amount of space around them yeah. mm-hmm. on their mat. They don't want someone right up next door. But we need to stop breaking down those walls. Mm. In the, in India, I was I was kind of lucky. In Israel, everybody goes to travel when they're twenty, and I got to an unbelievable teachers, and I was exposed. I was always exposed to yoga because my parents practiced it. But I was open to the idea how to do it in an ashram around a lot of Indian people and foreigners, and they were up twenty centimeters from you. And it's very very common there to fart and to burp, and it's it's a part of cultural. Norm. So, you know, everybody comes back to practice after lunch and you, you can really, you know, you can hear and see and smell the, the beans or the samosa or whatever you ate for lunch, even if it's a very light, you know, beautiful ashram food. Uh, and you have to understand spirituality is not a vacuum seal, you know, a sterilized atmosphere. And when we did Vipassana, it was the same thing for 10 days, everybody on each other, very close. And here there's a perception of me being alone on a mountain, in a cave, you know, closing myself. And actually, the more... But that's yeah. a very limited kind of Western yeah. idea of what a lot of the practices are. So you think about the space that we have here, for example, in terms of housing space. Mm. Like everybody alone. has their own bedrooms. Yeah. In a lot of the world, in Japan, in India, a lot of people don't have their own bedrooms. 
Yep. So where do people sure. so where do people do sex? Next to one another. There you go. And that's a horrible uh there's really tough conversations like mm. when the book of Indian Native American Indian came out of how they sleep with their children, or sleep next to their children, mm. they have sex next to their children till they're like eight. Psychologists came out and say, You can't do this, it's horrible. And you know, I'm thinking about thousands or you know, whoever knows how long we've been sleeping in a tribe or you know, in a tent or a teepee. And now it's it's horrible. And now we're not connected to the concept of a family, of sex, mm. of life and death, because we've separated and isolated mm. everything. Yeah. Well, the kids would feel joy. They would feel that heart connection. Yeah. They wouldn't be lying asleep next to their parents who are having sex, thinking, mm. oh, my parents are having sex. No, they, they just, just feel the love, the if it's the love. Mm. Mm. I work with a midwife who does water birth. And um, I tell people during the, the lesson that I give, which is on perineal massage, the more sex that you have before the birth of your baby, the better. Because hopefully your baby was conceived with love and pleasure. And the more of those pleasure chemicals and love you're putting in your body, the more you're giving your baby. Mm. And that's kind of what it is. So I have a question from Gareth who asked before <laughs> the show, I was talking to him a little bit earlier. Okay. So his question is, what happens if, what happens if somebody queefs during the yoga class? Then you, you burn him, you kill him, and he's never, yeah, and if yeah. the family, you do the same, of course. <laughs> We've actually had that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with uh, down Yeah, think about dog, some of the postures, because they really open your body. Shoulder stand. Mm. Shoulder stand. Very much so. Yeah. You know, usually the person who has queefed dies a <laughs> death. A slow, <laughs> painful death. Absolutely, but... Everyone else just pretends they heard nothing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, become it, so removed from all these bodily functions. I know. And, you know, mm. some people, it, it happens. It's basically just air yeah, moving. That's so all. it's like a burp. Mm. Um, but, yeah. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've put everything genital in this little dark box. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And that's one thing that nudity does is it makes genitals, it integrates our genitals into the rest of our bodies. Yeah. Instead of them being very, very separate from who we are. And then that makes you whole. Yeah. Because you can't be whole without yeah. your genitals. So any spiritual practice has to include that simply because if it doesn't, there's a part of you that's not yours, that you're disconnected from, that you've almost disowned. Yeah. And we need to own everything. Hmm. Even our voice, so talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And that's an important one, um, especially sound during yoga. Sound? Because most yoga practice is like really quiet. Yeah. So think about sometimes the release of sound can be really powerful in that. Yeah. No one mm. would dare. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but that's my, my teacher, was very, she's she said something interesting. Uh, she said people get also infatuated with their own sound of breathing. <sighs> you know, it's so hard for me now. And you could hear as the posture becomes intense, people start, <sighs> you know, all these, <sighs> I can do it. And, and, she, and she used to actually ask us to quieten the breath or to be aware of the mm. sound we make and get into deeper breath and to relax the tonus of the muscle and just not think that we are ha working so hard. And it's amazing. All of a sudden, people relax and they can go on for a long time. So yeah. sound, but om, you know, in yoga, you you practice in the beginning of the or the end of the yoga practice. You you do the sound mm. om, mm. 
which has its own medical, well, it's all beautiful therapeutic effects. Yeah. Well, you know what OM does? The the humming and the chanting of mm. OM stimulates the vagus nerve. Mm. Mm. Having sex also stimulates the vagus nerve because yes. it wraps itself around the cervix. Mm. So you can either choose to OM a lot. Or you can choose to sex. OM. Yeah. And you or can, both. Or you or can both. do both at the same, same time. time. That's what there you go. Do you teach Doing that in... A beautiful yoga posture. So can <laughs> yoga help? So people say, okay, cool. I would like to go through yoga to have better sex life. What would you recommend? Of course it does. Of course. So what? So talk about yeah. firstly what the benefits yes. of, what would you get a sexual benefit from yoga practice? Well, you'd be fitter. Mm-hmm. You'd be able to manage your breathing. Mm-hmm. So what I've noticed with people is when things get tough, as you've said, um, the breathing gets hard mm. and forceful and, and in that is control and yeah. the mind is very active. There's doing and the mind is resisting. So you learn how to let go of, of, you learn how to shift that mm. into a place of receptivity. And when you're receptive, then you can feel more and receive more. Mm. Um, it'll make you more flexible. And if you that's do really important, especially if you want to get into some very interesting positions, you need that. Because you need to be able to get out of the positions again without paramedics. It's all very well <laughs> exactly. getting into it. Getting out of it becomes the issue. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also I think like at, if you want to shift from orgasm and instead of having that orgasm, mm. being able to pull yourself back, there's a kind of patience that's required mm. to pull yourself back from that moment of orgasm, a few seconds, to rather have that whole body experience. Mm. And you learn that in yoga, to pull yourself back, to be patient, to just accept what is, to move into the whole body experience. And so you can apply all of these principles to... Mm. So you become much more much more present with yourself and ultimately yeah. with your partner. And so then also if you're present with yourself, you're not going to be worrying. Is my partner enjoying this? Is mm. my partner not enjoying this? Because you're t- both taking your own responsibility for the experience. Yeah. And in that, you will be able to sense more. So you can sense where your partner is at. And if you're sensing where your partner is at and where you're at, and your partner is sensing where he's at and you're at, then there's this alchemy that starts to happen. Yeah. And uh, that brings up quite an interesting idea. So a couple of little threads, and I think this is where some of the nude yoga stuff will be absolutely amazing for people. So the first thread is an idea that I've had that I've been working with for a few months, which changes so much, which says make your sexual experience more about you than about your partner. Yeah. So turn it everything inwards. What are you feeling? What are your sensations? What are your emotions? Totally become aware of yourself in that. But you have to also know that your partner's doing the same. Yes. It can't Otherwise happen it in creates, a vacuum. Yeah. A sort of strange dynamic. Maybe yeah. it can, yeah, Jonty, yeah. maybe it's an invitation for couples to start something which is maybe not their own sex, life, and pleasure, but to start practicing yoga. Well, we have been yeah. talking, Kerry and I have had a discussion about putting some really awesome partner cool. yoga together. That's about yeah. intimacy. Because mm. Communication, after we yeah. had that discussion, one amazing thing came to me was that there are so many different ways to connect and to be intimate beyond just sort of the bedroom. Mm. Beyond just sex. And this would be the most amazing way because it's physical, so it involves the body. It might involve some touch as well, but it's so much about that there are so many different ways to connect with somebody that are not just sexual. Yep. And to create intimacy. 
because it's difficult to go from hero mm. to, to from zero to hero. I've you know, let's say I'm with my wife or husband for ten years, and we're not touching each other on a day to day basis. We don't communicate. We are not in touch with our mm. own bodies in day to day. So that's a good key. Mm. Then we start sharing. How did you feel? What did you mm. feel? Or if there's a few postures, we can help each other. To you know those those beautiful couple yoga postures that you can actually be and stay. Yeah, that's something hold. that we're going to start playing mm. with. And also mm. with the couples yoga, like a lot of the postures require you to trust. Mm. Like one is leaning on the other, one is holding the other up, mm. and so you start to and sometimes even just like connecting eye to eye, which happens less and less in a busy household because yeah. you're so busy. It's one of the most important stuff. things, and it's probably in most couples who come and see me, it's about the second or third thing that we teach them. Mm. And for so many people, it's the hardest thing to do. So you want to try something interesting with your partner. Sit opposite just for two minutes, but two real minutes, 120 seconds. (laughs) And just look into each other's eyes. And you'll be amazed, firstly, at how long two minutes can be, how short two minutes can be, but what you'll see. And feel. Yeah. Hmm. And that really is, it's an amazing, amazing exercise to do so if you take that idea and turn it inwards the idea of turning making something totally about you if you go into a yoga practice and especially that you're going to take your clothes off here if you turn that totally into you what you are feeling what you're experiencing not anybody else's judgment of you or perceived judgment it becomes such a different kind of experience absolutely on a very different level and the need then to be able to do handstand or anything just Mm. dissolves Mm. Because you can achieve everything in any pose, a forward bend or something so just sitting with mm. your legs crossed. And it then means that you take responsibility. But I've noticed that a lot of people don't want to take responsibility for themselves. Mm. They've come to a yoga class. They want to be told what to do, what to yes. think, mm. how to be. They want to move this muscle there and that leg there and, and do headstand whether they should or shouldn't. You know, not tuned into themselves and mm. connecting and, and really asking themselves is this appropriate for me right now? And you get caught up in this this thing where you're no longer responsible and the teacher is the boss. And I keep trying to shift that in a yoga class. Mm. You're the boss. Take yourself to your own personal place of delicious. That's what I keep saying. So that whatever you're doing in your body feels amazing mm. and you are responsible. It's a beautiful little phrase, that. Mm. Place of delicious. Fits into my world. <laughs> yeah. But there's an amazing parallel of that because for women... What so many women have done is that they've allowed men to become, or their partners, full stop, whatever gender that might be, often to become responsible for their pleasure. Yeah. Instead of being sexual beings in their own right all the time, not only when I'm in a relationship, not only when there's something sexual going on, but I am a sexual being full stop. It also happens, it happened to me when I had my child. Suddenly I was a mom. I wasn't allowed to be a sexual being. Big thing in our world. Yeah. And it's taken me the last few years to unravel that, actually. The expectation of because you become a wife now, all of those things you were doing, wives don't do that. And then mothers don't behave like that. Yeah. Well, fuck, do they ever. Uh, Do they? Oh, yes. (laughs) I have... I have a lot to say about that, but it's, it's a, it's something that every woman tells me. Mm. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. I'm not mm. supposed to. I'm successful. I'm a good mother. I'm not allowed to be sexual or it's not something I'm going to put my time into. And the interesting thing is it's a lot of your sexual energy that made you successful in the first place. Yes. Because that's creative energy. That's life force. Hmm. 
So very interesting thing that almost everybody who comes to do a sexual journey with me, business improves. Yeah. Everything in life improves. Yeah. And even if you don't have a partner, there's that auto fellatio. Yeah, and you don't <laughs> need a partner to be a sexual being or to learn about sexuality and sensuality. Not at all. And that's what makes it fascinating. Over time, what changes do you see in people who, with regular practice? Oh, we were just discussing this today. A woman, mm. um, one of my students, is leaving on Monday for America. And she told me today that this change came because she started doing yoga. Mm. Because it pushed her out of her own box, opened her up to possibility of change, possibility of, of being vulnerable and doing things that she wouldn't ordinarily do. And I've seen this with everyone. It's like, do yoga and watch your whole life mm. blow up in your face in a way. Yeah. And that's a good thing. It's yeah. not like it's a destructive thing. No. But everything changes. Your relating to people changes. Your relating to yourself changes. And because it's yourself and you're the mm. one who's walking around in your life, absolutely everything mm. will change. And creating chaos in your life for, from a growth perspective is awesome. It's yeah. really difficult when you're in the middle of it. But that's where new stuff gets born. That's yeah. where the old stuff gets checked out. But, you know, people get on the mat and they've got tight hamstrings and mm. we're not trained to think out the box. Mm. We are so conditioned as human beings. And this for me has been my passion since forever. Like how to get out of my own mind mm. because it's dogmatic by nature as all our minds are. It's um, needs to be in control and therefore needs to always be right. Mm. And so you see this on a yoga mat. People don't want to try a pose a little differently because maybe they won't be as high as the next person. It won't be as good as the next person or they're doing something wrong. And this is the biggest obstacle to mm. yoga. And it takes enormous courage to change a lot of things. Yeah, it really does. Um, I've seen that and, and looking a lot at that, especially this week, which says, how brave are you to live a totally different life? But and we not, don't have the answers. Yeah, so not, we don't know how to. And so we don't take the step. That's it. Without and the real understanding of that is that you don't need to know what that's going to yep. look like at the end. Exactly. One step at a time, that will be revealed to you. Yeah. But it takes enormous courage to say that what I've been doing is not fulfilling. It's not happy. Yeah, I had a mantra because mm. I owned a second yoga studio, which just wasn't serving me in many ways. Mm. And um, I was just angry because it wasn't serving me. And why mm. wasn't it serving me? And and. So I tried to do everything within the context of keeping it mm. to make it serve me. And eventually I realized, actually, I'm supposed to let it go. Yeah. Like that is what is supposed to serve mm -hmm. me. But I had to behave differently in my day-to-day -day decisions mm -hmm. regarding that studio in order to come to the solution. Yeah. You know, I've been working a lot the past couple of weeks with people in enormous relationship pain, mm -hmm. um, people who are really struggling, really suffering. And one of the biggest things is the way that we hold onto relationships that no longer serve us. I know. It's like we can't admit failure. Yeah. And it's not a failure. Somebody said to me a little while ago, this 22-year marriage is over and I have failed. Yep. You were there for 22 years. There's no failure in that. Yeah. We change. We grow. What we want from life changes. There's no failure. But I think the biological urge to hold on is so strong. It's like from the moment we're born, we cling to life. So letting go of emotions becomes really difficult. Letting go yep. of situations and circumstances becomes difficult because of that. So we're yep. almost kind of fighting our biology in a way. Yep. But that's where yoga is profound because you get on the mat, 
you do a bunch of poses, mm. you have fun, you lie down, you have a five minute nap. Not that you're supposed to sleep, but just being no, funny. But a good sleep after your, is snoring, one of the best Shavasana things. is always telling people, you know what? You just fall asleep without mm. even wanting sometimes. Yeah. yeah. This lying down on the floor in a certain position is unbelievable relaxing. Mm. It it's, is. It's beautiful. <laughs> and if you can stop yourself just before falling asleep, yeah. that's mm. where meditation that's and unbelievable mm. space happens. Yeah. yeah. But just by showing up and doing all of that, mm. you are shifting. So you don't have to always have a story. You don't always have to have the words to explain what you're going through or why mm. you're making different choices. Just by moving your body will start to do that for you. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, Margot Anand, she's one of the great Tantra teachers of the world, said something fascinating in a talk once. Um, and somebody asked her, if you have all of this homework of, of these sexual practices that you're going to do and you just don't feel like it, what do you do? How do you do that? Because you're supposed to feel sensual. You're supposed to feel erotic. You're supposed to feel aroused. And you are not actually, because a lot of times you are not. Yep. If you make the commitment to do something, then you show up, you do what you're going to do with yourself, with your partner, and you step out of the space. And that's all. And whatever happens, happens. And a lot of the yoga practice is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. You're going to have practices that are awesome and some that are irritating and frustrating and some that are just, yeah, that was okay. But something's happening. Yeah. And it's a defensiveness. We say, I don't feel like it. Mm. It's actually just your mind playing tricks on you. And yoga is called monkey mind. Mm. It's just finding a way to keep you in the same place. Yeah. Keep the status quo. And the more that you do it, the more things change. So you ask yourself, I don't feel like it. Do I really not feel like it? Or should I just not think about it and step? Mm. Because I made the commitment. Step on the mat, step into the bedroom, step yeah. into it. Have the experience moment. and then walk away without expectation. And that's it. I mean, one of my teachers, one of his favorite sayings was, expectation is the mother of all fuck-ups. Yeah. Let it be what it is. But we're so groomed and manipulated and controlled mm. mentally to have expectations. Because, you know, Peter Stuyvesant, you get on a boat, That's beautiful right. women in white costumes, yeah. Yeah, I saw bodies. I saw that now in, uh, in Israel they do on SAP, they do on those uh, in the ocean, those uh, surfboards, they mm -hmm. do yoga on them. So it's kind of good for the core. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and there's an Emerentia dam as well. Is okay. it? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like they, they pull strings. They kind of stabilize, semi-stabilize the saps, those, okay. those surfers, yeah. those surfboards. But they do it in the commercial so beautifully. All the girls are standing perfectly on one of leg. Course. And usually I think it's something that you look so wobbly, you know, and, and mm. it, it's not as, and that brings me back to the naked yoga shows the truth. And that takes yes. me to the next question. Do people come to yoga to hook up to find somebody? <laughs> is, that, is it like a spiritual or a sporty place to meet uh, somebody new? Do you see people kind of come to eye? Yeah, they do. Of course. Really? I have a, a couple who are married and have two kids now, and they met in a yoga class. Mm. Is that the Tinder spiritual people? Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, you think if there's 20 odd people in a class, um, I'll be somebody I'm going to be interested in. Mm. Maybe somebody interested in me. Why not? You can hook up with someone in pick and pay. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, can be anywhere. Hey, I open. like food too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Like what are you going to do with that cucumber? Baby. baby. 
Yeah, when so. I walked in today, Tanya said to me, Oh, you look so, so, Tanya is, uh, she, she, she hires Neil. She's the sales, one of the sales, uh, managers. And she said, Oh, you look so tired. And there's some questions you don't ask Jonty and me. What did you do last mm. night? And I'm like, Tanya, I told you not to ask that question. Oh, because, and then she said something because it was the CEO sleep out last night. Oh, yeah. So did your boyfriend sleep, sleep somewhere else? And I'm like, Tanya, there's some questions you don't ask Jonty and me. It's not going to be the CEO sleep out. So maybe when you come to yoga, you ask, do you want to show me your, you know, shoulder stand? You know, maybe that's kind of like, that's the new line. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's, Why let's not? do shoulder stand together. <laughs> it yeah. can happen anyway. Hmm. I had a private, he is, um, Australian guy working for at Monte Casino in a show and he used to tell me his stories um, in these yoga privates about how mm. he would, there's a look apparently, um, he's a gay guy and so he would go to pick and pay and there'd be eye contact and mm-hmm. they'd be on and go off somewhere and do what they needed to do and the next day it would be somebody else. And What's I was the look? Just I know, I want to know what that look is. He didn't show you the look. No, no. I would no have taken a picture like of that. that and pay. Like, <laughs> uh, I think you're no. not looking at the right uh, people because no. I would look at you like this at pick oh, and pay. Yeah. The look is an energy. By thing. the way, Nick. There's away. some people who are going to pick it up and some people who it's going to go straight past Beyond. and it's kind of mm. meant to float past them. Well, I think that's the key. Like I have admitted I haven't been awake to that in the last mm. few years. So it's about being awake. To what's happening around yeah, you Yeah, because as soon as you become aware of it And you become conscious It does come more into your reality Yeah No question of that And that changes, you know Of, of what we want to put out there changes oh, yeah. So what yeah. comes back in changes Yeah And that becomes really, really beautiful Really, really interesting I can recommend run I made a commitment today To go to Carrie's yoga Naked yoga on Women's Day In her studio I made a commitment because I, it's interesting to be naked and comfortable with yourself, not in a sexual environment. Yeah. Mm. That's very important. It's fascinating because we have this idea that nudity and sex are the same thing and they are actually so far apart. Yeah, they are really far apart. Yeah. Just because you're nude doesn't mean anything sexual. Yeah. I think the first step for women is being okay with their own nudity. Yes. And, um, that's been the barrier that mm. people have, you know, people who've said no have been, well, there's been two barriers. I think one has been religious and the other one has been, um, I, I'm too embarrassed. Because mm. It's becoming bigger overseas, a lot of the nude yoga practices. And I know that they've even advanced in some places to mixed classes. I know they have mixed naked yoga classes in New York. Yeah. Yeah. So I know a guy who started some in, in Joburg. It wasn't at a venue that I think was great. Um, but the report that came back was that the person teaching the class was doing just a little too much adjusting mm. of postures. Mm. So, Like uh, not here, there. Yeah. <laughs> Let me that, lift you. Yeah. yeah that, uh, mm. That's yeah. fine if that's your agenda, but make your agenda known. Yeah. Don't put it under any other guys. Well, even dressed, I've been groped by mm. yoga teachers inadvertently, you know, because when you're teaching yoga, it's a whole body. Yeah. A teacher's not going to look at you and, and think, well, that's your boobs and that's mm. your genitals. They're thinking that's your pectoral muscles into your rib cage, mm. and you need to be able to find some space there. So you might get a hand on a boob and it's not mm. anything threatening. It's not often what you think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But I suppose you can sense if it's threatening or... 
inappropriate. Yeah, the intention comes through very, very yeah. clearly. And it would be awesome when we get to the point of being free enough and, and, and having enough safety that we can share like a mixed nude yoga practice in Joburg. Yeah, who Could knows? Could be really the awesome. next thing. Absolutely. Well, we are certainly there with absolutely all the bells and whistles. Well, no bells and whistles because there's no place to put them. Oh, that's funny. That's I was just speaking to someone about a nudist colony mm-hmm. and she said that um, she can't believe how much um, jewelry and how many piercings these yes. women have. And I was thinking, you know, that's a different kind of dress. Yeah. Like if you're going to be nude, have no piercings, mm. have no jewelry, like whether it's cotton or gold, it's it's still just, it's distraction. Yeah. We did a, a photo shoot a couple of years ago. There's a guy called Spencer Tunnick who does a nude photo shoot with like 10,000 bodies. Mm. Oh, like, yes. I've like he'll those. take the concourse of Grand Central Station in New York and cover it with literally 10,000 people, which is awesome. They are beautiful, those photos. So I thought, let's see if we could do something different. So the only place that made sense was at one of the nudist resorts. So off we go, and it was really funny because we had to be interviewed by the board. Mm-hmm. While they were naked. That's it. <laughs> so the photographer and I go on a Saturday afternoon, and there's the board sitting behind a table, really kind of formal, and they're all nude. <laughs> That's hilarious. And two chairs in front of the table for us. So we were quite comfortable, so we got nude as well. Oh, fun. Wow. But we ended up doing a shoot where I think we had about 50 people, which was really awesome. And then we spent the day there. But there were probably 70% of the people there probably had genital piercings. Wow. Which is a really high percentage compared to any sort of other group of people. Hmm. Jonty, do you want to mention um, other naked uh, things that are happening for Women's Day? Do you want to, like, is there anything? I have no idea what else is happening. So where is the studio? Yes, so we're going to talk about that now. So, So give us the information. How do people find out about this? Um, it's on Facebook. It's on our website, indiyoga.coza. Mm-hmm. And the studio is in four ways. And, um, yeah, they can book, email me. What's your Twitter handle? I don't have that. Okay, not yet. Facebook? No. Facebook is, the group is Indie Yoga. Indie Yoga. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. And, um, yeah, the room's going to be heated. Mm. It's going to be non-threatening environment and, um, I think that people are going to surprise themselves on the day. Sounds awesome. Yeah. And a week after that, we are going back to your studio because that's where we are doing a free evening that Courtney and I are doing. Yes. A talk on Hmm. what's going to happen in Mozambique. And Courtney is going to do a mini sound journey. And I'm going to teach some of the touch stuff, especially the heart touch. And that's all for free. Fantastic. Which is very, very cool. Those talks are fantastic. Give you months and months to think about. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So we are looking forward to that. I have really enjoyed having you here. Thank you. Thanks, John T. Thanks, Tamar. Thank it's you, Carrie. It'll be really splendid. cool to continue this discussion and to take it somewhere else. Well, I can come back afterwards and yes. give you feedback. I would love you and John T. to Absolutely. do a short uh, video or DVD that can show couples how to start communicating with their own body yeah, with each other. We are going to do that. Yeah, We've been talking about be it. So mm-hmm. I've had the idea for quite a long time and it's time to kind of bring it up. I can be some, the yoga mat. Some new, ch- <laughs> some new channels are opening 
to do that, which is really cool. Well done. So next up is Kasper and his team with some really interesting looking equipment and people and stuff outside. So I have no idea what they're going to be doing. But I have to tell you, yeah, they all got clothes on. So it is nowhere. <laughs> and they're not doing yoga. And they're not taking too many clothes off. So it is nowhere near as exciting they're as taking, what we They're do. taking clothes off the soul off. They are so, so <laughs> they do things that really... Well, you, you should witness to believe it's true. So I think that's going to be kind of interesting, mm-hmm. whatever it is that they're going to do. But they look quite hot looking people, I must say. It they always have the models with them. Yes. Oh, really? Mm, boss models, they're always with them and they're. So, no, these are, this is something oh. else. This is something else. Okay, just so pretty people all over. Interesting. Lovely. We'll, we'll stay right. tuned. So we wish you lots and lots of pleasure and lots of yoga. And we will be back here next Friday morning. Thank you all again. Ciao. Ciao. This is CliffCentral.com.